Hello and welcome to St. Louis City Press, an international friendly. Joining me to talk about the FC Dallas game, Messi to the MLS, and the upcoming game against the LA Galaxy is Nathan Halley. Well, howdy, partners. And our man from South Carolina, Patrick Stark. Hi, y'all. Is that offensive to Southerners? We'll find out. We don't have any Southern listeners. You enjoying some good grits down there? You know, I haven't had grits yet because they like to put shrimp in them around here. And oh yeah, I'm allergic. New sponsor, Shrimp and Grits. No, not mm. a sponsor. No, not if Patrick mm. I have anything to say about it. I'm eating some shrimp right now, but not in some grits. We're short two members. We're doing a lot of three-man pods lately. Chris and Drew, hopefully back next week, we'll have a full house. Drew and Patrick will be back in St. Louis in time for the Sunday game against the Galaxy. But first, let's talk about that half a game against Dallas. 40 minutes. Not a pretty 40 minutes, I'm afraid. No, it was a nice little, um, it was like a nice little sprinkle of garbage on my week. You know, I was having a fine week and then I just like tossed a little bit of garbage in there, ruined my mood. It was, we didn't actually, I thought, look terrible to start out. I thought we looked okay. Um, we got caught in transition. Did we get caught or did Nico get caught? I think we got caught. I think it's fair to say. Nico started it, but uh, I think Bartlett and Parker got caught as well on that play. Uh, Nico gives up a weird pass touch over to the other team. They turn that around. We're moving forward because you know the ball's being passed out, but then Parker and Bartlett are, are caught off and get beat back, and then they score. Yeah, it felt like we came out and decided we were going to play for a 0-0 draw, and then we lost 2 nothing. I don't know if I would say that. It did seem like we were – I thought we were playing pretty well besides that. And even that ball to Nico was a, a – you know, I thought that was going to be a good ball. That's a play that they make a lot. The fairly long pass, the kind of chest back, angled back to a player moving downfield. Kind of a pretty standard, I think, play. Uh, but one that we make a fair amount that Nico likes to make that pass. But there was just no one there. I think he was going for Vasilev, but missed by about you know 10 feet behind him. Vasilev already being past the ball. And then... Uh, yeah, you know, caught in transition. Ferreira going to finish that good pass. The other goal, they just kind of worked it through our defense. Berkey didn't look great on the second one. His positioning seemed like it could have been a little better. Could have been, but he was moving from all the way left to all the way right. And he did give it, you know, it did. they did catch him off on the near post. but He was moving across, but it felt like the defense should have been able to break that down. So... I will somewhat agree with what Pat said in that there were moments where we looked like we had a little bit of talent, but I I just don't understand. Like It was a 40-minute game. We're a high-energy, high-intensity team, and I didn't see any of that hardly. Like there, Why wouldn't you come out just like on fire, running around like you have nothing to lose? Instead, they almost played it like, passively at times it, it was a strange approach i also probably would have liked to see blom in there i guess i understand why you don't do it but i think he might have been a difference in at least the first goal maybe both goals maybe both goals it's just a weird game like it probably shouldn't have happened that's not a good 
look on anyone to like make a team fly back across the country to play 40 minutes of a soccer game that started a month ago to a almost non-existent crowd. Right. Because who's going to come out? It's probably 300 degrees in Texas. Uh, new sponsor, Global Warming. And it's way out in the middle of nowhere. It's not in Dallas. It's basically, like, I think almost in Oklahoma. So I know that we went over all of this nonsense back when this happened and the convoluted MLS rules. I'm going to propose a change. You just end the match. It's a 0-0 draw. Everyone moves on with their life. Now, it's easy to say this. baseball rule where if you've made it past the half. Yes, baseball rules. You don't see them coming back three months later and picking stuff up in the eighth inning. This would have been effectively the fifth inning. I know in the playoffs they will do things. That is sort of a different situation. Playoff rules are different. It would have been nice to pick up the three points. Or even one point, honestly. One point would have been fine. Instead, we get nothing. I think we can just chalk that off to being a weird night, a weird 40 minutes out of town in Dallas. Frisco. And the team needs to be able to play without Blom. He's going to be out for, what, the Nashville game and one other? And one other, yeah. Making international appearances for South Africa. Yeah, that's going to suck. That Nashville game, I know we've got a few weeks. I think that's going to be not a great game. Away against Nashville, who's really, really good without without Blom. Maybe we'll have Klaus back by then. I don't what do we think? think? So. Uh, right. No, it sounds like he's... Going to be out for the season based on that tweet. Oof. If we're that's reevaluated right. in a few weeks, yeah, that's not great. Oh, the reason you know, Miggy, I think Miggy's starting. If you listen to Carnell's post game conference, keeping Miggy in part of part of the reason being making sure he's out there getting start speed ready uh, with Blom being out. And uh, he also said, and I kind of agreed at the time. That that first half of the Dallas game was one of our best halves for a while, given the that it was kind of in the in the our downturn. So no no huge need to course correct anything at the time. So I don't really have a have a huge problem with not starting Blum there. Maybe he does help with that one goal. I think the second goal, you know, they're just pushing so hard that you know we're going to get caught out a little bit trying to equalize as time expires it wasn't super enjoyable like putting aside the loss it's hard to get into as a fan just 40 minutes i ended up watching it like i was watching the cardinals game flipped over watched a little bit of soccer and then flipped back to the cardinals game like it it was just a strange experience didn't enjoy it forgot to wear a uh st louis city polo to work yesterday and this was brought up by people so possible it was my fault sorry yeah, it sounds like you just did that. All right. Well, hopefully hopefully we don't have any more delayed games, except oh, yeah. I think there is one game we now are cheering for lightning. We have a mid-July game against Inter-Miami. Oh, I thought we were talking about this Sunday because I have to go to a dance recital. I'm going to miss my first MLS game of the season. That's not fantastic. I'm sure the dance recital will be great, though. Oh, yeah. You know, I love children's dance recitals. Before we get to this Sunday's game, other news in the world, a game that we want delayed is that mid-July Inter-Miami game because Lionel Messi is coming to the MLS. We will likely miss him by like a week. I believe it is Lionel. In any case, 
he's coming to Miami. Yeah, I have super mixed feelings about this. No, only positive feelings. Tell us your positive feelings. I guess when I said super mixed feelings, what I meant was I have negative feelings about this. Mm. Patrick, how are you feeling about this? I'm for it. Sure, why not? I think uh, I think it adds to a certain amount to the prestige of the MLS, which I think is going to be a good thing, especially leading into the North American World Cup and just the general. I feel like I, this is probably me being biased because I've been so involved with the inaugural season of City, but I feel like the MLS in general is really becoming more pop culture but again, I'm sure that's entirely biased. But you look at that, you get messy here, especially shortly after winning the World Cup, and now we're going to have the World Cup here. I think it's a, it's a uh, good time for soccer in America. With an opposing view, Nathan Halley. So it's fine. A lot of people are saying, oh, this will will bring attention to MLS. And I think that is true in that people will watch the game Messi is playing in. I don't think that there are tons of like residual new fans of League One, not the third division in England, but the top division in France, League One, where he was playing with PSG. Now that he's gone, I don't think a lot of eyes that went there for Messi are going to stay there. And I suspect it will be the same thing for the MLS. So like Miami's uh, Instagram count shot up 4 million fans or followers or whatever since announcing Messi. So sure, it'll bring attention and money to the MLS, but I think it's it's fleeting and largely focused on Messi, not fundamentals. The reason though it bothers me is I think it drives home what we are not and will never be which is a place that would get a player like that or ever have like a big name superstar. Um, it feels like we are always going to be like the money ball team trying to find prospects and develop them a little bit and play kind of an off kilter style and then sell them. And that makes me sad because I think at some degree, everyone would like to for their hometown team to have like, a huge superstar. Maybe we're not always, everyone can't be like man city or, or something, but it sort of drives home that, okay, well it's very clear. There's going to be the haves and the have nots in the MLS and make no mistake. St. Louis city is going to be paying some of Messi's salary and some of his transfer fees because all the owners agreed to it and he might never even play in St. Louis. So it's this weird follow on hope that doesn't really affect the team that I support. And if anything, just drives home what that team is not. And it kind of bums me out. I think to sandwich that negativity with some positivity, I think it does bring in lots of additional viewers, lots of new MLS season pass subscribers. Absolutely. When MLS disappears, 90% of those go with him, but you're left with, a residual increase in growth in the meantime if we get to see Messi play that would be pretty damn cool to me it's all positives like yes i don't think it is a huge game changer in our day-to-day experience with the mls that said i think there will be more international coverage you'll get more analysis of the games that he's involved in i think there are knock-on effects that are positive even though they may be fleeting in the end I don't know the answer. I think it would be really interesting to study like what were the knock-on effects for mid-table teams in the French league from Messi arriving. Now it's not 
super fair because they have other stars that are not of comparable value. I don't think there's anyone of comparable value, but they have other superstars where the MLS probably doesn't have a superstar. I mean, maybe last year, Gareth Bale, but he's probably the only like legitimate superstar in the MLS. But I'm, I'm just, I just really don't think it's going to be anything other than like a huge boon for Miami and their finances. For example, PSG uh, sold more in messy Jersey revenue last year than the highest team in MLS's revenue last year. So yeah, Miami will be great. Uh, St. Louis will be forgotten about and left to the wolves. And that's just the way it is. No, but if he ever comes here, you know, like I said, I don't know that he will. We'll see if we get lightning on when is it? When's our July game? The 15th. 15th, I believe is ours. So if we can get some lightning for July 15th, if we can make that happen, get a delayed game, then we might be in luck. The other thing, okay, one last thing is I don't usually like root for the other team or players on the other team. So if Messi came here, what I would want to see is him playing terribly. And so wouldn't really, you love to see like Blom strip the ball off him, Parker just step forward and dispossess him? These things could happen. Sure, but like they won't. Um, he'll just tear up our our defense and score goals. Don't you want to see like Miggy just go out there making 60K a year and just make some crazy run? And so I didn't even want to get into that, but apparently this was like a huge thing when David Beckham joined the league that like he was making millions of dollars and the guy playing behind him was making literally 25 grand a year. Like it is, it is ridiculous the difference like between Messi and the guys on the team making 80 grand a year. I mean, I think that's. In the MLS in general, even without Messi, you know, you look at... Yeah, but it feels like, okay, what we're going to do is exacerbate that. There there have been interesting comments online saying, okay, this is great. We should do things like raise the floor, the salary, instill like a salary floor, or do other things. Like he's going to be bringing in a ton of money and attention, make foundational financial changes so that everyone is forced to compete. I mean, it's still early days. It will be interesting to see what other changes do come along with it. I would imagine maybe we do see changes to the DP rules, changes to various other rules potentially coming out of this. Maybe not. Maybe it's just a a one and done. Apple and Adidas made this happen. But I'm going to stay positive. I hope it all it all turns out beautifully. I agree. I think it'll be be a net benefit for sure. All right. Do we think? Summer transfer window, we're not getting messy. Do we think we're going to get any players? I think there are going to be lots of rumors and lots of agents flooding the news market now with Messi coming. They're going to be trying to play up rumors of MLS moves to get more money out of European clubs. But I've already seen the rumors flying that Firmino's still coming. Right. See my rant earlier. I suspect we will sign no one in the summer transfer window. I would tend to agree. And I've... I don't take the same negative view of it that you do. I think I'm happy with the performance of the team. I like the guys we have. I don't want to see any major changes at the moment. So I agree that I like the guys we have. I think what I would like to see is because Klaus seems to be quite injury prone is someone else who is a natural striker. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, yeah, just for more depth there. A is not coming back. Whatever happened, happened. 
but it feels like if you were going to do something, you would make a move to replace him being out on loan, knowing that you've got an injury prone striker. I think that's right. I think otherwise, if we look across, we can talk about the depth of the team. We can talk about maybe Nelson's performance in the game, but I think we have decent defensive depth, especially if Nielsen ever heard he was coming back in May. I heard he's going to, he's going to be reevaluated at the end of May, which means hmm. that should have already happened, but not that he was coming back at May. It'll okay. be a while still. Cause that was reevaluate, not getting up to match fitness. Gotcha. But so potentially decent depth in defense, I think decent depth across the midfield at this point. I say above decent for both. So yes, we are missing another number nine. All right. We have an upcoming match against the LA Galaxy on Sunday. We are top of the division. They are bottom of the division. They are coming off a loss last night in the Open Cup against Real Salt Lake. They went out 3-2. They were down 3-0, came back with like in the last 10 minutes of the game, but couldn't couldn't get that third goal. They did lose in a non-contact injury. Uh, they lost their danger man, Chicharito. So he will not be in the game against us. He has not had a ton of success for them this season, but is one of their danger men. This is what I know about the LA Galaxy. They've had a disaster of a year. Their fans like basically stopped showing up to the games. They were playing basically in empty stadiums to try and force ownership out because he's bad in some way, which I don't. I don't know. They successfully forced out their president. Yeah, yeah, they they did drive someone out. I'm on the record of saying there should only be one team in LA. Uh, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't I don't know. It would be the Galaxy because they are the older of the two teams. It's not clear that's how that works, but well, I think it is in Nate's in Nate's rules. It's just like first come. Well, they also have the American style name. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, it's it all makes sense in my head. Uh, so. I think they're really pretty bad, so we should beat them, which makes me nervous. They're coming into our fortress, into City Park. It's going to be a midday game. It's going to be loud. Their defense is not strong. It's going to be loud because there are thunderstorms predicted for game time. We don't need this game delayed. We need this game under our belt. Phil, you said the word fortress, and I've been meaning to bring it up. I don't like that phrase. That's a Carnell phrase, isn't it? I know. He can say it, but I don't okay. think any American should say it. And I don't want to make it weird. I meant to just bring this up before any of us said the word. I, I'm not a fan of us using it. But you do you. I will never call City Park that. What is it about being American in, in this case? I think it's the accent. So he says like fortress. Yeah, and that I'm fine with. But we're like fortress. Exactly. Okay. No, I'm now that I've said it, it makes perfect sense. I in general am not a fan of that like self-congratulatory bullshit about like you can't come into into dog pound. Like we'll 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 woof you out of here. Like that I hate that. It's like the whole there was something I said on the last pod about, oh, that sounds like something that a St. Louisan would say about themselves. I think it was similarly like how loud we get or something. Like I just That stuff drives me up the wall. Yeah, I feel that way about many of the press conferences and the questions that are asked to specifically the players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I wish we didn't do as much of that. 
it's so it shows like such insecurity like tell us what it's like when you bathe every night in toasted raviolis like come on come on I do think it will be a difficult environment for the galaxy to come into. Oh, sure. There's Call no denying. Call it what it is, Phil. Say it. Say the a word. difficult environment. The galaxy do have some other danger men. They have uh, Douglas Costa up front as a forward. Arrest warrant out for him in Brazil for Ooh, not paying for... alimony. Oh, so not for match fixing. No, not one of those. I, I believe it is Puig. Is there midfielder? Am I wrong about that? I feel like it's pronounced differently than I thought it was. It's pronounced fortress. <laughs> Guys, uh, good news. I just got an email. New sponsor, Duolingo. Not a sponsor. They're going to help us with some of this name pronunciation. That would be good. Um, so yeah, Puig, Costa, names to look out for. But Chicharito, their top paid DP, not available after the injury in the Open Cup game. I can't hear it. But I found a YouTube, so I need you to listen to it and say it back to me. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Phil, listen to that. It starts up with like this Ricardo Montalban guy <laughs> going, we are going to learn how to pronounce the name. According to a YouTube video we just watched, maybe Ricky Pwidge. It was a very sensual video. Let's wait and see what the announcers say. MLS Soccer says Ricky Pooch. I don't think it's that. All right. Things to look for in the game. Hopefully we can get our press working. I think they're midfield to def defense, not known for being strong. Do we have any statistics on that? Nope. Chris is not here. Oh. So we are without statistics. Other than the statistic that we are at the top of the table and they are at the bottom of the table. I feel like that's important. You know that that's the kind of statistic I love. They do have they do have three wins, like you say. It does make me nervous that that we would be overconfident. But hopefully, we can come out and get a quick goal at home against a defensive breakdown, or maybe a penalty given to us, like a questionable penalty. We'd love to see it, Gary yeah. going down on a on a touch in the box. You start off with a good questionable penalty, and just the rest of the game kind of flows from there. It fires them up. It seems like LA's anger is mostly directed inward at themselves. I so. and look, I respect that. New sponsor therapy. Sure. I mean, I don't think we're gonna get a lot of money, but yeah, conceptually, no. we're good with that. No, probably not. So they did push out their president. I think lots of fans also hoping that they can get rid of their coach, Vanny. Yeah, no, they seem bitter. They're not happy about being in last place. Most successful team in MLS history. So hey. I am currently the fan of a historically good team that is in last place and it blows. So the Cardinals. Yeah. Is that who we're referring to. Yeah. Just a terrible year. We talk about that. Some on my other podcast, Yahoo Ligans, which is mostly about the inner workings of Yahoo middle management, but sometimes mm -hmm. talks about the Cardinals baseball team. That would be fascinating. Yeah. It's mostly speculation. I don't know anyone who works there. Well, without statistics, what else do we have to say about the LA game? Well, I think we have to do predictions. Is this our first midday game of the season? It is. That'll be interesting. It's potentially storming, uh, likely very hot. Yeah, but it's going to storm and it'll be delayed. And it'll be an evening game and I'll get to watch. It'll be good. We'll see. So predictions? Yeah, I guess we have to make some predictions. Who wants to start us out? I'll go first. 3-1 St. Louis City. I'll go second with 2-1. St. Louis City. 
I think you guys are underestimating Roman Berkey. I'm going to go 3-0 St. Louis City. Come on, it'll be great. Do we think any of the goals will actually come from penalties? Yes. If we're getting three of them, you figure at least one of those is going to come from a penalty, right? I'm looking forward. If anyone hasn't watched, the MLS puts out a YouTube video. They're not MLS Pro. The referee organization puts out a YouTube video every week of the VAR, the video assistant referee calls that were made during the prior week with a bunch of analysis. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have to say about the two VAR calls that were made during the St. Louis City game. So hopefully we get to see that. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of the old TV show Reno 911. That was a good show. They, a good they did a remake that I have not watched at all. It is a good time. I can suggest if you're feeling sad about the St. Louis City midweek loss, check out some YouTube clips of Reno 911. The shorts always made me uncomfortable and I couldn't bring myself to watch that show. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. All right. Any other uh, pop culture recommendations we have? So last time I was at the city game, they like get you pumped up with these songs. I've talked about the Muse song. I've added a new one. It's the song Big Energy by Lotto. But I like the fantasy remix with Mariah Carey in there. That's a good time. The unclean version is filthy. So don't listen to that with your kids around. Okay. Stick with the radio edit. You'll be good. Um, I would like to point out, as you mentioned, I am uh, currently on vacation in South Carolina. And walking past a bar, I heard a roughly five-year-old singing muse to a guy playing guitar. And I can only assume that it was someone else on vacation from St. Louis because there's no other reason in my mind for a five-year-old to be singing Uprising. (laughs) I did record a short video. Maybe we can cut it in here. (laughs) That would be a treat. My eight and four-year-old children listen exclusively to terrible music. Lilu loves this new song scuttlebutt from the new little mermaid it's aquafina rapping to a lin-manuel miranda song and that's just the worst series of words you can say to like it's awful my children are very into sea shanties which i think we blame on tiktok but You shouldn't let your children on TikTok. Well, I don't. It's just that it was popular on TikTok and then it became popular in real life. And somehow this is translated. This is going to be a hell of an edit. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing St. Louis City playing LA Galaxy on Sunday. Uh, Patrick, I'll I'll see you there at the stadium. Will do. Be good to have you back. Keep my seat warm for me. Will do. Until next time. Bonus content from our man in Hanoi. We have thoughts from Chris Hoff. Chris, bring it to us. Howdy, everyone. This is Chris in Hanoi checking in with some thoughts, some rapid fire thoughts on a couple of topics of interest. First of the Dallas makeup game, 40 minutes of limp squib, uh, as we are fond of saying on the podcast here. Uh, Mental lapses, a lack of press, a lack of aggression, a lack of sharpness, just a general lack of interest from the St. Louis City squad, I am sad to say I saw. 
both goals came from multiple people messing up uh, one after the other in a sequence, either through poor touches or poor defensive positioning or a lack of urgency in the press or counter press or, or what have you. Uh, and it reminded me a lot of the sort of rudderless, directionless, listlessness and general lack of sharpness and a failure to execute that we saw during our losing streak. Uh, we can maybe write this off to the fact that this game started during that losing streak uh, and uh, maybe squarely belongs back in the past. So I'm willing to think those thoughts if you're all willing to think those thoughts. Okay, so it's done and we're ready to move on to LA. Another team uh, like a couple that we played recently that loves to possess the ball and pass the ball and string together intricate passing plays. Uh, I'm basing this solely on statistics because I have seen maybe 25 or 30 minutes of LA play all season. So by no means an expert. Uh, but hopefully their interest in passing and possessing the ball will play into our desire to press up the pitch and turn the ball over in their final third and, and take some shots and be dangerous and sort of wear on them psychologically. I can't imagine Ricky Pouge, their uh, former Barcelona 24-year-old midfield playmaker uh, being a handful for us, but I think it'd be a good test for Bloom, and I would hope, obviously, to then see Bloom starting again. Uh, he is going to be crucial against a player like Puj, I think, uh, who is great with the ball and has good vision and yet doesn't defend. Uh, he has a reputation among many that he just he's less interested in that side of the game. So I would hope and expect us to you know, put the pedal to the metal once we turn the ball over, especially off of him, and then try to attack quickly, which is something we like to do. Line up pretty much the same as it has been. Nelson uh, against Dallas, uh, as Phil, I think you mentioned in the chat yesterday, didn't really do much to make Coach Carnell question his lineup decisions of of late and um, really I think both of the fullback spots seem to be an area where there might be some potential for upgrade in this upcoming July uh, secondary transfer window I love Nerwinski and I, I love Nelson and they've been great uh, at spots but I think while they're solid and they have a great work rate um, and occasionally Nelson can put a decent cross in when he gets up the pitch I think there's some room for growth there, or at least uh, depth and competition. Uh, and one thing that bugs me about that is that Selmer Pedro it has been on the bench and on the periphery of the, the team for the whole season. And I think he was brought in to be on that left side fullback position to challenge for a starting spot. And he simply hasn't done enough, I guess, uh, in the mind or eye of Coach Carnell. And the coach is more comfortable bringing in a traditional center back to play on that left wing. So something I keep thinking about, and I'm sure Lutz and support staff and friends uh, are all thinking about going forward. My score prediction, comprehensive 4-1 route for St. Louis City with a consolation goal scored by LA late in the second half uh, and a return to winning ways and goal scoring for us. Finally, another thought on big news, maybe the biggest news, uh, Messi, Lionel Messi, 
greatest player of all time coming to the MLS. A watershed moment for American soccer. Uh, the league in soccer in the U.S. has overnight become more important in a global sense. And uh, I think it's amazing. And I'm incredibly excited and overjoyed to see Messi come to the MLS and just perform his acts of magic on a weekly basis. I think uh, the MLS has brought him in and made a ridiculous outlay of money in various forms and packages and done all of these, you know, backflips financially to get him here because, well, for many of the same reasons that the Saudi league was willing to pay him a gajillion dollars a year uh, because it just ups instantly ups the legitimacy of soccer in whatever league he plays. Uh, very excited and overjoyed uh, by this. And I hope someday I'm hoping that we can all uh, sit together in city park and watch him play. Um, I can't wait for that though. I don't think Parker and Bartlett are quite as excited maybe uh, as we might be because I don't think they're ready for him. Will he be the player that we've seen in Europe these fat, I mean, these last this last 17 years or something? Uh, probably not, at least not in a sustained way, but there will be moments of pure brilliance, the likes of which the MLS has probably never seen. And uh, yes, some amazing players have played here, but he is the best player in the world. And he's still young enough to have a lot of magic left in him. Um, I think once things get stabilized in Miami, he'll uh, take the league by storm uh, whenever he plays. If he can stay engaged, if the league and the team and leadership in Miami can keep him engaged. Uh, right now, they are the worst in the East, and they have uh, what is, by all accounts, a pretty pitiful stadium. And uh, I imagine Messi is going to basically be de facto in charge of who gets brought in to play with him. Uh, and... Um, I would expect a lot more big additions to the MLS, uh, specifically to the Miami roster in the coming months. Uh, I heard Sergio Busquets, uh, former out-of-contract at Barcelona, longtime friend and teammate of Messi, is a deep-lying playmaker. Uh, he might be coming. Uh, Di Maria is out of contract at Juventus, so he might be coming. Uh, there both friends from Argentina and and have grown up playing together in that structure. And I bet there are a couple other signings that we haven't even imagined yet. Uh, and I bet Miami is a totally different beast come the second half. And I'm sort of glad they're in the East. All right, this is run long and I apologize. Uh, feel free to edit it in any way and remove the nonsense. I love you guys. Bye.